Hello, I'm Karen Pascal. I'm the Executive Director of the Henry Nouwen Society. Welcome to a new episode of Henry Nouwen, Now and Then. Our goal at the Society is to extend the rich spiritual legacy of Henry Nouwen to audiences around the world. We invite you to share these podcasts and our free daily meditations with your friends and family. Through them, we can continue to introduce new audiences to the writings and the teachings of Henry Nouwen, and we can remind each listener that they're a beloved child of God. Now, let me take a moment to introduce you to today's guest. Stacy Campbell is the president and CEO of Prison Fellowship Canada. We are working in partnership with Prison Fellowship Canada, developing a new program called Father to the Fatherless. Stacy is a wonderful leader, and she has a deep abiding faith in Jesus Christ. In addition to her executive duties, Stacy continues to work hands-on in Prison Fellowship's National Ministry of Reconciliation. Stacy practices a biblical approach to transformation, justice, restoration, and prevention based on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Her current work includes working weekly alongside prisoners, ex-prisoners, and victims. Stacy Campbell, welcome to Henry Now and Now and Then. It's a delight to have you with us. Uh, wonderful to be with you, uh, Karen, and uh, and wonderful to be with the Henry Nowen group today. Stacy, tell me a little bit about how this program started in you. The project, Karen, really was was birthed when you and I got together on a uh, on a phone call and and had more of a personal chat to to get to know one another, and then and then I just started to think, hmm, what could be the synergies and and um, what's a what's a vision that uh, that I might come up with for how how the Henry Nowen Society and Prison Fellowship. Canada could work together and and of course it was so great you reminded me that uh, that Henry and Chuck Colson uh, had had interacted themselves and so here you and I are all these uh, all these years later and 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 really the vision that I got immediately was was around the prodigal son and and what a deep deep wound that is in the uh, in the prison system and uh, certainly in the in the whole world but uh, in the prison system and so many um, so many wounds around uh, around fathers I was absolutely delighted when you and I spoke and you mentioned that by coincidence you had given a Henry Nouwen book to everybody on your staff for Christmas I thought okay mm-hmm. we are on the same page definitely on <laughs> the same page and of course it started for us in South Africa it started with Dennis Jacobs who was actually using the return of the prodigal son in prisons in South Africa and had just written a Mm -hmm. thank you note to us to say how powerful it had been but Stacy I think something that you brought to the table was this incredible deep understanding of the issue of fatherlessness and how that's a crisis in the prison situation but it's actually a crisis in the world today, mm-hmm. and not just for men, for women too. Absolutely. So tell me, what, where, where do you think this is going? How is Henry being a fresh way of speaking to that need? So, the, so Henry talks in his um, uh, book about his encounter with the, with the Rembrandt painting and, and, and parses out this younger son, um, this prodigal, the father, the older brother. And immediately we can see, first of all, ourselves in all of those roles. But Henry has a way of writing that is just a bomb to the soul. And, 
and just brings brings healing into those conversations and you're right Karen it is it is an issue that goes beyond and and as the project developed um, and the concept developed for this we realized we need to take this to the local church first and as as potential uh, visitors of prisoners um, as we as we seek them out they could be going through the story themselves. I've gone through the story. I my story is a story of fatherlessness, and so um, and so going through the stories and reading some of the questions that came out and and were developed as we as we worked on the study. Um, I think they're I think they're universal. I think they can hit us all. It's interesting uh, that what Dennis brought to the table was he had spent 10 years uh, being one of the people who delivered the Alpha program in South Africa. Mm -hmm. He was very used to bringing that into the prison situation. And in a way, that also has been a bit of a model for us. I mean, Alpha has been so successful all around the world. And interestingly enough, I discovered that in the Leader's Guide to the Alpha program, they mentioned three books that could or, or they recommend to read. One was, of course, Nicky Gumbel's book. He was founder of uh, Alpha. And then there's Philip Yancey's mm-hmm. What's So Amazing About Grace. And then there's Henry Nallen's The Return of the Prodigal mm-hmm. Son. The trifecta. Is that trifecta. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I, I really get a kick out of that. I think, isn't that lovely to, well, it's lovely for us to be included in that. But there's something else that you bring to the table that I confess we did not have. And that was the reality. You have strong relationships with churches because mm-hmm. the church has become a resource for you, obviously, to to gain people who can um, become a mm-hmm. part of your prison ministry here in Canada. Um, and I appreciate that. I, I think the idea that maybe this might be a program we can offer into the churches it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, absolutely. And and of course churches are core to our core to our mission. Our mission is to equip and mobilize the local church to respond to the issue of crime. And and so we often have churches that are that are willing but don't either don't have access or they don't, you know, they just don't know where to begin. They might be fearful, they might um they might just not just not understand how to navigate that uh na- navigate um, connecting with with that population, and so um, so that is core to to who we are. We love the local church, and and we know that uh, from scripture that that is how that is how God designed um, uh, designed the local church to be to reach out and to to love their neighbor and uh, and even the even the Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so exciting for us? I mean, we have just begun to share this with our. Uh, now in community around the world. And of course, people have responded from far and wide. We're not just uh, a Canadian ministry, we're a a worldwide ministry, uh, and certainly one throughout all of North America. What's interesting is that our vision was to, in a sense, use Canada as, uh, my expression has been our Petri dish. Mm -hmm. It's been the place where we could test this and get it right, and then take it out into uh, the larger arena. So the response has been so positive. People are like, when can we get our hands on this? What I want them to hear is how very carefully you folks have been working on developing the program so that it really fits the community that you're going to minister to in prisons. And uh, I really respect that. I've been so moved to see the workbooks that you're developing that go along with the return of the prodigal son because they ask a deep and really important questions. They they help somebody 
who's reading The Return of the Prodigal Son, find how do I fit into this picture? Where am I in the picture? As Henry so beautifully, you know, draws us into where do you fit in this picture? But I appreciate what you are doing. What do you see down the road for this? So certainly I'm, I'm on board with you, Karen, that this, uh, this is something that we will, will start in Canada. And of course, we have a lot of institutions. We have 164 institutions in Canada. And so, um, so we have a, 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 vast, a, a vast playground, so to speak, to, uh, to, um, to use the material and, and, um, and, then, and then just, you know, observe how is it, how is it being re- uh, received and what is the, um, not only what is the outcome, but what are the, what are the impacts that it's having and, and how is Henry, Henry's work reaching into the prison and helping, helping people to heal? And, uh, and then certainly um, it's, just, uh, it's just so obvious, I think, to both you and I that, that, would, uh, that then we, we both have um, connections internationally and, and um, you with the Henry Nowen Society and then myself through, through um, prison fellowship and many of the pr- different prison fellowship organizations around the world, uh, my vision would be that we, uh, we would be able to make it available and, and, uh, and share it. Um, share it all over the globe. It's pretty exciting. That's for sure. That's one of the things that I'm kind of, I, I'm just feeling, um, certainly for our organization, we are thrilled to have your help with us reaching what we would say is an un- underserved community mm-hmm. for the Now and Vision. Uh, I know that I tried very hard to get through the front door and offer Henry Now and books in prisons and the doors were shut for us. But you're a trusted resource. Prison Fellowship's a trusted resource. It's wonderful that we have the feedback of how this has gone in South Africa with Dennis Jacobs leading it there. He has been going into prisons for the last 10 years. And it was really the overflow of his, in a sense, initial success with it when he wrote us this wonderful letter just saying thank you to Henry Nowen for this book that so powerfully could be used in ministry there. So we we know we have a treasure in our hands and now we have... Uh, the way into the into the prisons through your ministry, which is trusted and respected, and uh, is going to give us the opportunity to test this out here in Canada and then share it with the world. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. We're excited as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very excited too, and, and very excited as we think about the healing that it can can bring. You know, oftentimes the what sits inside of somebody needs a gift facilitator who can who can facilitate a conversation and bring that out, um, and and give somebody an opportunity to talk about um, talk about their experience and and hear perspectives of others and and even laugh at the uh, <laughs> the the difficulties and 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 things that we just experience as as part of humans and one caution i really want to um really want to talk about is it, it has the potential to draw out guilt um you know we hear for from a lot of single moms who who carry a really heavy burden and do do the work of two parents and and when we talk about um the impact that fatherlessness can have, and particularly as it relates to incarceration, we know that um, we know through um, through research studies that have been done by others, and many of them, uh, that that children are eight times more likely to um, 
children from fatherless homes are eight times more likely to end up in, in prison. It doesn't mean that 100% of fatherless children are going to end up in prison, but sometimes that's when we say that that's what gets heard. And so we really want to also encourage um, the caregivers and the and the moms and the grandparents and uncles and other other people that step in where that is, that this is... Um, this is not an attack on fatherlessness. This is a recognition that um, we're all human, and and in in being human, we wound others, and so that's not something to feel guilty about, but rather to feel joy that, you know, as as Henry has pointed out in his book, we come to the Father, and those wounds can be um, those wounds can be healed, and uh, so I'm just so excited. You know, I'd love um, for our listening audience to hear a little bit of your own story. Would you mind sharing just a bit about where you have come from in your faith journey? Uh, were you always uh, a Christ follower? Tell me, tell me just a bit about your own story. Yeah, so I actually became a Christ follower through friends. Now, it's interesting. I'll go back further. And um, as I said, I, I have my own journey of uh, my own journey of fatherlessness. And and so I had a grandmother um, and a, a grandfather. Um, unfortunately, my, gra- my grandfather passed away when I was quite young. And then my grandmother continued on. But I spent a lot of time um, in my grandparents' home and and um, and you know, really um, them watching out for me and caring for me. And my, my grandma loved Jesus. And, uh, and so that was my first, um, my, that was my first opportunity to go to church on a regular basis. But more than that, to have somebody on a day to day basis who really modeled the hands and feet of Jesus in my life. And, um, but it wasn't until I was, um, 15 years old and in high school and uh, and it was a friend there who um, started taking me to youth group and and different things and that's where uh, that's where I encountered Christ and became aware of my own need for him and and uh, and accepted him and and that's where my faith journey began. I was delighted. I was just reading a little bit about a kind of a description of you as the as the CEO of, of the organization. And I saw a name that was familiar to me. Apparently, Ian Stanley played a part in bringing you into prison fellowship. Well, he played a part in my life, too. Interestingly enough, when I uh, was starting my business as a Windborne Productions as a, a television and filmmaker, uh, he was the person who opened the door for me to work with World Vision. And it was mm. it was a big door he opened, and it was um, I'm so grateful. It was you know somebody obviously who was able to open doors and willing to do it, and that was it was neat for me to see that in your story as well. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Ian. I encountered Ian at the same time actually that I first became a Christian, oh. and um, and he was the then executive director for Prison Fellowship Canada, and I got a job working for a real estate uh, development company who was giving office space to this new ministry that had started out in Canada and it was Prison Fellowship Canada. So we shared the common spaces, photocopier room, lunchroom, <laughs> that type of uh, that type of thing. And so, you know, Ian, um, Ian and I, uh, that's how we encountered one another. And then um, through a funny little story, I, I ended up in, in Ian's office with Ian explaining, um, 
I'll just briefly share that I had come in the office one day and, and said that I was going to, um, a, a boy in grade 12 was going to pay me 50 bucks to write his English essay. So Ian called me aside to tell me why I wasn't going to get the 50 bucks and why I wasn't going to write the essay. <laughs> and really, he became my first spiritual mentor. And, and we met for years together and never talked about prison fellowship, never talked about prison ministry. He really just took an interest in me as a young person and uh, and was and was a spiritual uh, mentor to me. And so amazing how God takes these threads. And then years and years later, it wasn't until I was um, uh, 40, really, or in my early 40s, and uh, God picked that thread back up and called me into prison ministry. And it was prison fellowship that I thought of because of Ian Stanley. And, and Karen, the day I was photographed um, uh, coming into um, PF was actually the day Ian Stanley passed away. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? Yeah. All, all the ways God has led us and, and that somebody of that great character was there to be kind of the mentor to you, mm-hmm. in some ways a father to you, I guess, you know, in, that, right. in that journey, yeah. really. You think about it. God That's provides right. his leadership in, in different ways. I've been so impressed with your leadership, to be quite honest. I, uh, Prison Fellowship Canada is in great hands. I have to tell the people listening, one of the things that I didn't fully understand was when you started to talk about doing the workbooks, I didn't fully understand what you understood so well. You were going to test this in the prisons and be sure that we're addressing the right questions, not mm-hmm. questions we make up, but the questions that would be meaningful to people facing this situation and would, in a way, be most helpful for them to address and to, to speak to. I've really appreciated seeing this workbook that you have uh, worked to develop. It's, it's paved the way for what lies ahead for us. It will shape the way we develop videos, which is part of what uh, the Henry Nowen Society is going to be contributing to this initiative. We're contributing the videos, but we're also going to be contributing books. At this stage, we're going to be equipping um, 50 prisons with uh, the return of the prodigal son in English, in Spanish, and in French, which is pretty exciting for us. Yep, that's right. One of the first things we did um, in this administration, you know, I came in and I came from the business world and, and although uh, wanted to come into ministry, um, prepared myself to whatever degree I could uh, for coming into ministry. I also realized when I got here, I didn't I didn't have a clue what I was talking about when it came to uh, where prisoners are at. I'd never met a prisoner. I'd never been a prisoner. I didn't have a prisoner in my family. Um, and so one of the first things that I instituted was that every staff member would spend uh, a week, uh, a half a day per week in the uh, in the prisons and jails in, in Canada. And that continues until this day. I wanted to make sure we knew uh, we knew what we were talking about and we weren't building lofty programs that sounded like a good idea, but that actually we were we were really, really carefully listening and then using using the resources um, and stewarding those well from our from our donors, to to build um, to build programs and and outcomes that addressed right at the heart of uh, of, of the issues. Well, I, I I certainly see that's in operation in what you're doing. I am amazed at the quality God has brought together, and grateful that uh, this valuable gift that we hold, this treasure of the return of the prodigal son, now has a way through prison doors 
I will say, and I have a feeling you have the, the same sense, Dennis Jacobs there in South Africa who, who started this, uh, he's kind of our Nikki Gumbel in this process. There is mm-hmm. an amazing passion in him, a godly passion to to bring people into a, a living relationship with a God who welcomes them and calls them his beloved. And that wonderful sense of homecoming, that sense that the Father wants to say, I don't care where you've been, I don't care what you've done, I'm so glad you're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Henry sharing that, and I always, always, it just reverberates in my memory, seeing him stretch his arms way up wide and just say, all the Father says is, I'm so glad you're back. And he doesn't say, what have you been doing? It's just, I'm so glad you're back. That's right. So this is about a welcome home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, your name is beloved, right? Yeah. Um, And to, to what a delight for the Father when we actually grasp that and yet we so often live in the in the false virtue of of humility that we must put ourselves down we're never worthy you don't know about this if you only knew this about my past um, you would know that these things but what a delight the father delights in us when we actually get to the point that we realize it's because of him not because of us but the truth is at the end of the day i can say my name is beloved Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the best news of all. <laughs> that's the transforming power of God. That's right. I'm I'm thrilled to be working with you. I'm thrilled to be able to share this with our audience because people want to know about it. Is there anything else that you would like to share that you feel is important to know in terms of what we are doing and perhaps the very pace of what we're doing? You know, one of the things that's so delightful to me, Karen, is I think we are such a good witness when we partner together, when we bring the best of your ministry and our ministry and, and Dennis and what he's doing. And and I think it's just such a, there's so much joy for me in partnering. And um, and I just want to, I just want to say how grateful we are to be working with, uh, with Henry now. We can do the work and we can, you know, pick up a book off the bookshelf and do something but there's nothing like the people of God working together with a common goal. Um, and it, it's really, really enhanced uh, what we're doing. I'm in total agreement. Yeah. It's a real joy on our end as well. Uh, we look and realize that uh, this was, a, was something God brought together in his timing. And it came in that wonderful, generous way. There's a, there's a generosity mm-hmm. in it, I find. And a people, I know our community are just responding with a great generosity because they, they've already experienced how blessed they are by, by Henry Nowen's teachings and writings. The resource of them has been of value to them. So the thought that they can somehow equip us to, to be able to help others is also really wonderful to see. Mm-hmm beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much. This is terrific. I love chatting with you. I'm excited about what's happening. We'll keep people posted, both of us, you on your website, we on our website. We will be keeping them uh, aware. Our our big launch, I guess, into the prisons and institutions here in Canada will really fully be activated in September of this year, but we are mm-hmm. working towards that right now with the videos being shot, with the workbooks being finalized. It's a very, very exciting time. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks so much for being with me, Stacy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Stacy Campbell. 
You're going to find links in the show notes of this podcast for everything we talked about today, especially the program we're launching in partnership, Father to the Fatherless. Of course, we would love to encourage you to read or reread The Return of the Prodigal Son. It's a wonderful, life-changing book. And we would ask you to be praying for us as we launch this new program, Father to the Fatherless. I hope you have already signed up to receive our daily meditations written by Henry Nouwen. If not, you can do that on our website at henrynowen.org. Remember, they're free. And they're a wonderful way to stay informed about the various things we have to offer to those who enjoy the writings and the teachings of Henry Nouwen. We'd also be grateful if you would consider donating to the Henry Nouwen Society. Your resources help us share the daily meditations and these podcasts and this new initiative, Father to the Fatherless, right around the world. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please take time to give us a review or thumbs up and please pass it on to your friends and family. Thanks for listening. Until next time.